Welcome back to Freaky Geeky. This is Des. This is Ash. And this is Taylor. And we have a bonus episode today. Um, Today I am taking a break from my states that I haven't done in forever to do kids show theories and movie theories. And I'm actually really excited about this because I've heard these. Well, some of these, not all of them. So some of them are new to me. Um, I'm going to go ahead and kick it off with the Smurfs. So the theory goes that the lovable Smurfs are actually a racist Nazi-like faction due to their pointed white hats and the fact that their leader wears a pointed red hat, which is very similar to the KKK. Oh, no. Well, that took a turn real fucking quick. Their villain, Gargamel, is a money-loving, big-nosed, dark-haired dude (gasps) whose cat is called Azarel. The name of the angel of death in Jewish tradition. Yikes. Uh, you just hit me in the face. Like, what the fuck? Why? Yeah, I know. I was so coming out the- hard. Yeah, um, so you ripped the rug out from under, under us instantly. <laughs> Woo! Um, author Antoine Bueno also points out the first comic strip, The Black Smurfs, was intimately concerned with what you might classify as a racial threat. Because in that album, the Smurfs are sick. And when they're sick, they don't turn purple or red or anything like that. They become black. And when they become black, they lose all trace of intelligence, which is friggin' terrible. Oh my fucking god. That's. I never. I'm done. I can't. It's horrible. I'm so uncomfortable. That's horrible. I wasn't gonna put. I I fought with myself on putting that one in there, but I was like. Needs to be said. It's a fan theory, it's not our theory. (laughs) I mean, it's my theory now. Right disclaimer everything is a theory in this episode (laughs) yes we do not condone everything in this episode uh next one is rugrats which i'm sure you guys have actually heard this one uh yes so the theory that rugrats was all a result of angelica's imagination doesn't sound all that dark at first until you delve into the reasoning behind it and the way the characters believe apparently chucky died with his mother tommy was a stillborn Which is why Chucky's father is a nervous wreck and Tommy's father is always making toys for a son that he never had a chance to live. Um, The DeVilles had an abortion, but Angelica didn't know whether it would have been a boy or girl, so she created the twins, Mm -hmm. Phil and Lil. Um, The theory also includes that the spinoff, All Grown Up, because it states that Angelica was a bipolar schizophrenic, who got addicted to drugs as a teenager, leading to her recreating her childhood in an imaginary world, and because of the time lapse, her creations were older. Oh, and the theory goes that she died of an overdose when she was 13 at the end of All Grown Up. What the the fuck? Well, I I liked All Grown Up, but now I'm sad. Oh, I died. Oh, good. I didn't know that last part. No, I didn't. I didn't either. Well, fuck me up. Uh, Next is Donald Duck. So this theory comes from the Journal of Cartoon Overanalyzations. (laughs) So it diagnosed Donald Donald with post-traumatic stress disorder because of his often erratic behavior. Hmm. This arises from his experience as a paratrooper in World War II. What the fuck? As he is seen having regular flashbacks has difficulties responding normally to social stimuli, and has persistent symptoms of increased arousal. Like, difficulty falling or or staying asleep, anger, and hypervigilance. Not like sexual arousal. 
Oh, I was like, when did a Donald Duck ever have a boner? I'm scared. Is that why he pisses me off so much in Kingdom Hearts? Yes, because he's... Well, I he guess doesn't I can't do shit in Kingdom Hearts. Same, uh... um, not only that, but Donald clearly doesn't like talking about his experiences and has had symptoms for over 60, or not, 60 years now. Oh, Donald. We need to get yeah. Donald help. Um, so next one is Winnie the Pooh. I've heard this one. Yeah, this one is um, sad. It's, it's sad. So it's pretty clear that Eeyore is, you know, he's clinically depressed. It says, but when you delve further into the other characters, you can't help but notice a recurring theme. Mm-hmm. And this theory has medical weight behind it. The Canadian Medical Association actually diagnosed them all. I didn't <laughs> know that. Oh, didn't... good. Winnie the Pooh has a legitimate diagnosis. Um, so the study reckoned that each of the central characters were, repre- were representations of different issues. Piglet has generalized anxiety disorder. Same, Piglet. Same. Owl is dyslexic. No. And Tigger has a serious case of ADHD. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Pooh himself actually has both ADHD and OCD, as well as impulsive tendencies, such as his obsession with honey and repetitive counting habit. And human oh. character Christopher Robin apparently has schizophrenia as the others are all manifestations of his own imagination. It says, with all their issues, the animals could actually represent Chris's own struggles as a kid when learning to interact with others and function in the outside world. Aww. I don't know why I thought Rabbit was OCD. I think originally he was, but not in this one. Rabbit actually wasn't even on this one. Yeah, I thought Rabbit had OCD. Like, I thought that was the one. I don't well, know. Well, and Kanga this and Gru just... have got to be, like, um, codependency or something. Yeah. Yeah, they weren't on this one. I'm, I'm not critiquing your work. I'm just talking out of my ass. Well, I actually didn't realize they weren't on it until now. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry about it. Um, so next is Sesame Street. Uh, Sesame Street's Count, Count Von Count could actually be worse than his inspiration, Dracula. One theory argues that the reason the children on the show change so frequently is not because they oh, have no. school, but because the Count is feasting on their blood and the adults who don't change that frequently are his willing slaves because they don't seem that fuss a- that a vampire is wandering the streets. Fucking why? I can't. I'm not. What? what? Why? Yes. Oh, my God. And the last thing that says, at least the children would be able to count the blood- pints of blood he's taking. Fucking stop. Oh my god. A one. A, a two. Ah, ah, ah. There's the sound bite. <laughs> uh, next is SpongeBob. Will. Will. <laughs> so it says while never explicitly confirmed by the show or its creators, there is heavy speculation that the world of SpongeBob SquarePants is a product of nuclear testing. Oh, I've heard this one. Yeah, I think of. Um, the cats and the, the city of Bikini Bottom is believed to be beneath the island of Bikini Atoll, where in actual history, the U.S. detonated 23 different nuclear bombs during the Cold War. I guess you could say this theory holds water. <laughs> God damn it, Ashley. <laughs> According to the theory. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, you're not. I'm sorry I interrupted. I'm not sorry about what I said. (laughs) According to the theory, the extensive testing impacted the creatures surrounding the area, and thus SpongeBob SquarePants and his friends were born. 
Um, it says fans claim there's some evidence to support this theory, such as the typical imagery of nuclear explosions showing up in the show a lot. A lot. Also, there's all the anthro anthropomorphism. Sure. And the obvious connection between the names Bikini Bottom and Bikini Atoll. As mentioned, no one with SpongeBob SquarePants has ever confirmed this theory to be true, though it certainly does seem plausible that the cartoon is connected to this event in some way. Huh. I buy it. I mean, I would, yeah. Next. It, it's a good inspiration. It, it's a good idea, you know, if that were the case. Next is Pokemon. Uh-oh. Oh, I'm ready for this. Uh, so, Pokemon, as we know, has been on television for over two decades now. And Ash Ketchum is still 10 years old. Yes. And the latest... Uh, Seems legit to me. I don't know what you're talking about. Characters not aging is a common thing in most cartoons, but in the case of Pokemon, where Ash has experienced several years of adventures and mentions those events, it's a little weird he hasn't aged a day. The reason behind this may be Ash slipping into a coma, coma towards the start of the series. In this theory, Ash Ketchum fell comatose after his bike accident in episode one, and everything oh. after that is a dream. The people he meets are a manifestation of his inner psyche, and the adventures are trials he must overcome to escape his own mind and return to the real world. I like this theory because it explains how Ash is constantly discovering new Pokemon that presumably would have been around since the start of his journey. Or maybe these kids should complete primary education before setting off in the world to battle Pokemon. I mean, valid. Happy 10th birthday, son. Here's a mouth. It's like, boom. I like that, actually. I mean, right? It was really theory. interesting. It is an interesting I like that. Um, next is Scooby Doo. Oh fuck me! Uh, so this was my shit. There is a particularly fun theory that Scooby Doo and friends don't age because they themselves are ghosts. Ooh, I like this. The teens continually, continually appear throughout the decades, largely unchanged, because they're a group of wandering spirits who are traveling aimlessly from town to town, and exposing fake ghosts and ghouls along the way. Isn't it weird they never have a location to go and never accept payment? <laughs> Ever? That's true. That's very true. How are they keeping that mystery machine full of gas? The theory is strengthened by the fact that the Scooby-Doo franchise has confirmed that actual ghosts and ghouls exist in its universe, which means Mr. Inc. could totally be ghosts as well. The fact they're frightened when actually encountering real spirits may be some existential crisis in which they're all unable to reconcile their own fates, which is why they're so hellbent on disproving the existence of the supernatural. The more I think about this theory, the more I love it, and I'm going to choose to accept it regardless of any evidence on the contrary. I'm like half and half with that one. Just because like one of the main things is like the um, sheer amount that Shaggy and Scooby eat. Yeah. It kind of blows, shoots it in the foot a little bit. Right. There was another one that had something to do with like the Soviet Union that I actually hated. What? You'll have to look it up at some point. I hated it. Okay. I hated everything about it. Um, So have either of you watched Owl House? No. Or know what it is? I don't either. But for any of you that might, here's a theory on Owl House. Disney's The Owl House is by far the newest show on this list, but worth mentioning due to the headlines it has created. The series follows a teenage girl named Luz who falls into a portal and arrives in a world inhabited by demons and witches. It sounds fun. I've heard a lot of controversy about it. 
Uh, the show is much lighter in tone than it may sound, which is exactly why some groups believe Disney is trying to corrupt young minds by normalizing Wic- Wicca practices and Satanism. Oh, bite me. And that part I, pisses me off. I hate because, that. You know. We should be normalizing this. Um, it's a theory that for now is impossible to prove. With that said, the series is created by Dana Terrace, who also worked on another Disney Channel series with occult ties. Gravity Falls. Oh, I love Gravity Falls. I heard that was good. I love Gravity Falls. That makes so much sense. Why did my dumbass think was the way really place was coming up? I, I, I mean, valid. To be fair, I literally did talk about wizards today. So. Uh, it says uh, that to receive. Oh, okay, a- Sakura. There's um, a cat jumping on the notes. <laughs> that I need. <laughs> a cat sat on my homework. <laughs> that too received complaints from audiences who thought it was promoting Satanism. So it's really up for the viewer to decide on this one. There will be those who think it's not a big deal. Those who think it's another sign of a declining civilization. And there's really little either side can do to convince each other otherwise. Okay. I mean, I mean, I mean sure. Whatever. But you know how many things in Disney have been corrupted? Of course. Like, for real. You know. Um, my next one is Ed, Ed, and Eddie. I've heard this yeah. one. Um, Ed, 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 and Eddie was a great show about the impossible world in which kids were going on adventures in their neighborhood and no adults were interjecting and telling them to knock it off. Seriously, there were no adults in this show. And actually, there weren't. you never really like, I never thought about it as a kid. There wasn't. But that's it, the craziest thing about it was like, because I've heard this one before, is that like all the time, Ed like was like i am grounded and he's like my parents took the stairs <laughs> like right his parents were mentioned but were never there yeah <laughs> um one theory suggests that is because the kids of the cul-de-sac are dead and they're all trapped in purgatory well fuck. long story short each child is from a different era of the cul-de-sac's history and all befell some tragedy in some different way now they're all living together in purgatory and going about their lives only to be occasionally bothered by the demonic canker sisters every so often. It's another out there theory that takes extensive liberties and adding fiction that was never a part of the show, but it does answer my question as a kid as to why no one's parents were ever around. Why as a kid did I not question that there were no parents? Because we were kids. Yeah. Uh- but apparently this one says that other kids question it. I never did. I never did. I didn't think about it. I was like, that's cool. There's no parents. It's funny because, right? like, my dad loved that show. So it was one I. of my favorite. It was one of, like, the shows I watched that he loved. Butter toast. Butter toast. <laughs> Meanwhile, I wasn't allowed to watch it. So let the internet flame me for that. Uh, my next one is Doug. I'm not watching oh, that either. You I weren't love- allowed to watch Doug? How many times have we been over this? Apparently a lot. <laughs> um... There's a lot of pretty chilling theories concerning Doug Funny to be found on the internet, but the one that's clearly the creepiest is that Doug is living in a world of his own deluded creation. Throughout Doug, reality is completely warped. The character becomes regularly paranoid about how his classmates perceive him, and he constantly indulges himself with elaborate, weird fantasies. Something was totally not right. And that's all of my kids' shows. Okay. Yay. So what do you guys think about Doug? Done ruining childhood. Uh, uh. Yeah, I'm done ruining childhoods for uh, like a second. Do you you have cars in there? I think I do. Good. I don't think I have the one that you're thinking of, though. Crap! But I know. You can say it out loud. I mean, if I don't have it, hold on, I'm looking. I I don't, but at the end of it, you can definitely throw cars in there. 
because it's interesting. I just yeah. heard it the other day and I never knew. On TikTok. That's so fucked up. Yeah. Um, so my first, we're switching into movie theories now. Some of these are my favorite movies and I already know. So my first one is Titanic. One of my favorite movies. I love how my brain just like. Yeah, every time you fucking hear Titanic hear the word titanic you go into yeah song celine dion <laughs> yeah that's already was that and netty for a second there so <laughs> um according to a popular fan theory jack is actually from the future and only boards the titanic to save rose's life <laughs> and there's plenty of evidence to prove it the most obvious clue is that jack mentions lake wasoda as a lake he once fished in as well as a roller coaster at santa monica pier Except that both of these sites didn't exist until years later after the Titanic sank in 1912. Really? All that fucking yeah. money and they couldn't get a fact checker on the history? Right. I mean, come yeah. on. Um, my next one is they fine. They a fucking ship, but they're going to have inconsistencies in the timeline. Right. Also, there's another theory that um, Jack from Titanic is uh, the guy in Great Gatsby. Oh, yeah. that'd be cool. That yeah. he never died. That he never died and that he oh. became... Well, Jay Gatsby would have to. I mean, well, the, the age doesn't work, but unless he was on the Titanic for. Oh, you mean never died in the Titanic? Duh. Yeah, never died. In the, that makes actually kind of tracks with the it, Gatsby's story. Yeah, the, the the the. Yep. The theory is that Jack never died. He came back, changed his name, yeah, and yeah, because one of Jay Gatsby's big stories that he spun was the fact that he, like, I think toward the the, the closer to the real one is that he was on a boat that sank. Yeah. That was a real. That's a yeah. Legitimate a lot of people part of this story. compare the two. Yeah, a lot. Interesting. That's fun. I like Actually, that one. Yeah, I think that one was, I already knew about. I think there was an interview that Leonardo DiCaprio did that said that's why he did The Great Gatsby. Really? Mm-hmm. I think you're right. He was the perfect Jay Gatsby. Anyway, that movie. I have, yet to, have yet to see the movie. Have yet to see the movie. It's perfect. Leonardo DiCaprio is fine. Yes, he is, and a he fine only gets better. better with age. <laughs> yeah, it's better with age. Um, my next one is Finding Nemo. Oh, fuck. I heard this one, though. It makes um, me sad each time. says, if you remember the film's opening scene, Marlon wakes up from a barracuda attack on his family to find that only one of his eggs, Nemo, survived. But one theory suggests that the grieving father only imagined that one son survived, which means that Nemo actually isn't real, but is only a figment of Marlon's imagination conjured up to cope with the loss of his family. That's so sad. There's also my son, Chico. There's, Nemo. there's also like another Chico. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> That's um, the stories. Oh yeah. Chico. There's also another theory about how um Marlin made up the Barracuda attack and that his wife actually ate all of the eggs. Oh yeah, because oh, they're young. I, yeah. Yeah, I did. Read and the... then, you know, I mean that Nemo was good. also a figment of his imagination to cope with that. Yeah. Either way. That one's the one I know, not this one. Um, so next is Greece. Oh, fuck me. I love this one. I'm just like commonly swearing through this right? whole thing. Uh, the key to this theory is both at the beginning and the end of the film. Greece opens with Sandy and Danny meeting at the beach and ends with a final shot at the shot of the couple driving up towards the skies in a flying car. Well, one dark fan theory po- po- postulates? Sure, we're going to go with that. That's not even proposes. Posits. 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 Whatever. That Sandy actually drowned at the beach. Oh fuck me! And the entire movie is just a fantasy fantasy sequence, 
playing in Sandy's head as she dies, Holy with the shit. last scene in the car signifying Sandy being sent up to heaven. Oh my god. Talk about the lyric, oh. I've got chills, they're multiplying. Fuck a duck, man. You guys didn't know that? No, I didn't know that theory. No, really? I, I heard about that one. Can I, can I... I've never seen Grease. What? How? We're gonna fix that. Never seen Grease. We're, we're gonna fix that, because Grease is... Damn. Grease is another Chef's Kiss movie. True shit. It's amazing. Don't watch the second one. Even though, you know the one time I tried to watch the second one, the power shut off because of a storm and I took it as a sign and I never finished it? It is a sign. <laughs> it was bad. Um. So my next one is Willy Wonka. Willy Wonka. I Willy Wonka. used to watch the original at my grandfather's house because he only had one of those TVs with the 12 channel yeah. buttons and a, v- a VHS player. So I'd watch the original. Did you guys know I'm actually terrified of the Oompa Loompas in both mm-hmm. movies? Well, that, makes, that makes sense. The cat. Unpopular opinion. I do not like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. I don't awful. like either of them. <laughs> I hated Charlie and the Thank Chocolate you. Factory. Thank you. I thought it was the only one. All right. So the fan theory goes, if you ever thought there was something a little creepy about this sugary tale, you're not alone. Many people have speculated that Willy Wonka is actually a calculated murderer. That makes sense. Who takes delight in luring the children into his factory planning out each of their demises as a part of a Saw-esque scheme. This explains why Wonka is completely unfazed by their various accidents throughout the film, and also why the Oompa Loompas are always ready with a prepared, pre-prepared song and dance routine as each child faces their fate. I, that, yeah, that tracks, tracks, and you cannot tell <laughs> me otherwise. Honestly, I just figured that was going on. that was what was going on. Period. I mean, that totally makes sense I, to me. I just assumed that it was intentional because, yeah. like, especially with, well, like, uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, there's always that, well, both of them, really, there's that ominous fucking vibe about yeah. Willy Wonka that's just not okay. Right. Um, Good so, morning, Starshine. The world says hello. I send that to my mom all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to lie. It's threatening. It's I, I, I send that gift to my mom all the time. It's not okay. <laughs> Sorry, Mom. Um, so you guys know that I had to do this one. It's Harry Potter. Yeah. Yes. So it says, any Potterhead remembers how unkind the Dursleys were to Harry throughout the series. But what if there was a good explanation for oh, it? Oh, I, re- I know this one. According to one theory, the reason that Harry's aunt, uncle, and cousin were so awful to him was because Harry was one of Voldemort's Horcruxes. As we know, Horcruxes negatively impact their surroundings, surroundings such as when Harry's, Ron's, and Hermione's moods were affected by the Slytherin locket they took turns wearing in Deathly Hollows. Since Harry was a Horcrux, it definitely would make sense that he'd negatively affect the people he lived with for so many years, wouldn't it? Yeah. Oh, wow. That's not where I thought you were going with that. That's a no. Good, that's a good theory. I mean, there are so many theories behind Harry Potter. I could make a whole episode about it. That's true, too. Let's be honest. Um, I thought you were going with uh, Petunia being a wizard. That was one of them. There's yeah. so many fan theories. It's not great. It's not even funny. No, um, so my next one is, this one is two of them in one. It's Home Alone and Saul. Oh, fuck. So oh. according to one theory, Home Alone is the origin story of the serial killer Jigsaw, what? otherwise known as John Kramer from the Saw horror movies. Proponents of this theory point to the numerous connections linking Kevin to Jigsaw. What? Including a nearly identical appearance violent tendencies and a similar knack for booby traps still not convinced think about how kevin's feared childhood basement seems to be recreated in saw 2 holy shit in one scene in particular kevin hallucinates the furnace as a monster 
which very well might have inspired his act of burning someone alive in a furnace as Jigsaw later on. What the fuck? Uh, why am I here for this? Uh, next is Toy Story. Oh. Most people have probably forgotten the very first Toy Story movie. No. Never. But Eagle Eye fans noticed something in the third film. The garbage man briefly seen in one scene bears close resemblance as Sid, Andy's neighbor. Oh, fuck. Who tormented the toys in the first film, then got a scare when Woody and his friends revealed themselves as being alive. The theory goes even further to say that the reason Sid becomes a garbage man is to save all the toys from being thrown away, having discovered that they're alive as a kid. After all, a shocking revelation like that would definitely change someone ways, someone's ways, wouldn't it? Why is that precious? Actually, it's so crazy because when I watched Toy Story 3 and I saw the garbage man, my first was like, is that Sid? Because of the shirt. The shirt yeah, he was wearing. Exactly. I that's... feel like I remember thinking that as well, but it's been so long. Like, I think I saw it in theaters. It ripped my heart out and I never wanted to see it again. Because it hurt me. My next fan theory is The Shining. Oh, fuck. Oh, that okay. I get it now. So, Ashley's full of fucks today. I am. This one might be the most out-of-this-world theory yet. According to some conspiracy theorists, The Shining is Kubrick's secret confession for working with the government to stage the Apollo 11 moon landing in 1969. It fucking might as well be because it's not the goddamn Shining. Wait, what? Wait, what? Oh, the... Mm. Consider the evidence. You read the book. She, yeah, she I read, read the fucking book. The, the Apparently Kubrick didn't read the book, but I read the book. I didn't Pure fury. Sorry. I'm done. <laughs> Consider the evidence. The film changes the haunted rooms number to 237, originally 217 in the movie, or in the novel. Sorry. Because the average distance from the earth to the moon is 237,000 miles. It's now known to be 238,900. Whatever. And also changes the book's single slain child into those creepy twins as a nod to NASA's Gemini program. An even more overt detail from this that same scene, Danny's sweater figures a, features a rocket labeled Apollo 9, 11. Hmm. Huh. That is weird. I've never read the book or seen the movie. I've so I just threw that one in. I saw it and thought of you. I love how you're like, you literally <coughs> set me up for that. I can go in on The Shining. I won't, but I can. Um, my next is The Wizard of Oz. Oh, yeah. It says, what if Dorothy's time in Oz wasn't a dream at all, but an alternate reality? Based on the fact that nearly every major figure Dorothy meets in Oz has a counterpart in her real life from Kansas. One wild fan theory suggests that Dorothy... Dorothy... Dorothy also has a parallel counterpart in the alternate reality, and it's none other than the Wicked Witch of the East. Huh. Interesting. Just think about how we never see the face of Wicked Witch of the East before she conveniently gets crushed by Dorothy's house. And how strangely, the only thing we know about her is that she and Dorothy have the same shoe size. Coincidence? Many fans certainly don't think so. I'm not Hmm. mad about it. No, I can buy it. Um, next is Monsters, Inc. Oh, I love this movie. Given the advanced tech of the Monsters, Inc. world, it's safe to assume that the monsters have been traveling to the human world for a long time. Say, like, since the Middle Ages. 
I want to know where they got that number, but okay. <coughs> I mean, I guess. One fan theory suggests that the first time the monsters made contact with the human world was during the time of the Black Death. Okay. And that's why the monsters are terrified of contact with humans to this day. 2319! Oh, fuck! The theory comes together... You're right, I am saying fuck a lot. Yeah, you are. The theory comes together when you consider how the bubonic plague was mainly spread through fleas. Which would explain oh, the yeah. monster's reaction when a single sock was found on someone's back. Huh. After they removed the sock, what did they do? They shaved his fur. Yeah, and blew up the sock. Yep. Oh, fun fact while we're on Monsters Inc. Did you know that, um, I'm sure you guys probably did, but for any listeners who don't, 2319 WS White Sock. It's the 20, uh, 23rd and 19th letter of the alphabet. Oh yeah, I knew that. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Okay. And my last one is Back to the Future. All right. Ever wonder why in one scene, Doc Brown, after talking about his how his... Blah, 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 blah. After talking about how his inventions never work, puts himself directly in the path of the speeding DeLorean as he tests his time machine invention in the parking lot. Yeah, I guess that was pretty fucking bold. Well, some fans speculate that Doc was actually ready to give it all up, including his own life. Well, well, this particularly dark theory speculates that Doc was depressed from his failures as an invent- inventor and had chosen to take his life through another of his inventions that he expected to fail. <laughs> but there's another detail that makes the hypothesis even darker. Doc grabs Marty when he tries to run in that same scene, leading many fans to believe that it was actually a murder-suicide attempt. Damn! Well, damn, Doc. That's not cool. That's crazy. And now I think Taylor has a fan theory about cars. So I only heard this just a few days ago on TikTok, and I sent it to them immediately. Um, this guy in the TikTok, this guy just That's walks. I was talking about it on the way here. Yeah, uh, this guy just walks into um his girl was like up to his girlfriend and was like, um, hey, honey, like you know the movie Cars, and he goes in and explains, uh, just talks about Mater. And yeah. how Mater lives at a junkyard. And they're like, well, they're alive. So what would that make the car parts? Yeah. It's- Body parts of cars, which they're alive. And they talk about how there's never any visitors in Radiator Springs. Why? Like Why aren't there any visitors? Because Mater murders them. Dun, dun, dun. Lightning McQueen was like their their first visitor, they said. And I guess he was the only one that made it out alive. Because he was famous. And he and made him money. noticed he was missing. Yeah. And he made him money. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's a good reason to keep a car alive. So I thought, <laughs> well, of course, it was one of those moments where I was like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> like, yeah, I hate well, it. I was sitting there with Bill listening to it, and I was like, oh, oh. Oh, yeah, like, I was like, like God damn it. Because I'm telling you, Disney's job is to wake up every morning and choose trauma. Yeah, you're not wrong. Um, so yeah, but you wanted me to do the fun fact. Oh yeah, we need a fun fact after that. Now that we've spent all this time ruining our childhood. So this uh this fun fact um comes like from another famous movie. Um the famous 2001 Shrek, the original. That's my shit. 
Okay, Saki. <laughs> Mike kisses. She yeah, she gave she gave the mic some kisses, but she was talking. But so Shrek from 2001 was chosen for preservation in the National Film Registry by the Library of Congress for being, quote, culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant. Oh, I, I mean, like that. That's not wrong. I mean, think about it. Shrek is great. Um All Star basically became the new Rick Roll, so it did. It did. I just demonetize us. I just angered everyone's OCD, I think. Sorry for people who have OCD. Body. Okay, I did it. (laughs) Anyway, um, yeah, so I hope you guys enjoyed this bonus episode. I know I did. Um, It was really fun to, like, research. Even though I'm, like, I don't know if I'm depressed or what now. I'm, I'm definitely upset in some way, but also happy at the same time. You're welcome. Uh, I don't know how I feel. But that was a nice walk down memory lane while Des swung a sledgehammer every which direction. Um, but yeah, you guys know the drill. Um, check out our Facebook, our new TikTok, uh, Instagram. Shoot us an email, Freaky Kiki Podcast on all of it. And the email is a Gmail. Um, thanks so much for listening, you guys. I hope you guys enjoyed the extra episode you're getting this week because we felt that and we love you. So as always, stay freaky. Stay freaky, y'all. Stay freaky. Da, 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 Taylor! Da, 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 we don't da, 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 do this anymore! <laughs>